0: And welcome back to the Ladies Who Lost School podcast. I'm Sam and I'm Haley, and we have a very special episode for you guys today. But first, we want to just give a shout out to some of our sponsors. Our first sponsor for this episode is Barcast Audio. Barcast is an audio podcast, like they're like lessons, honestly. Um, For the bar exam, there's seven MB subjects. They have questions and mnemonics and all the things that you just need to kind of cram for the bar. And also for exams, I used it for con law and evidence, and I found it very useful, especially the days leading up to the exam, when you kind of like feel like you should be studying and then you want to do other things and then you're like, oh, I should be studying, but then you can just listen to barcast audio because you're technically studying still. So I highly recommend it. Yes, guys, make sure and get out
1: there and use BarCast Audio. You can get 10% off your MBE pack with code LAW at BarCastAudio.com. If you have any questions about using BarCast Audio or how it works, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. We'd love to help you figure it out.
0: So for this week's episode, a listener reached out to us. She's also in law school and she, you know, we haven't had an episode on a lot of you know heavy topics um but we know that life doesn't stop when you're in law school um things happen you can experience grief and all of the things like literally so many things can happen while you're in law school we've seen it before so our listener reached out and she has some really great things to share about how to deal going through grief in law school um And we are really excited for you guys to give it a listen because we know that a lot of you, um, even if you're not in a situation like this, if you ever are like, this is a good episode to listen back on and know that you're not alone.
1: Now let's dive into the interview. Please help me welcome our guest, Miss Kelsey. Okay, Kelsey. So tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit of background on your story.
2: Well, so um, my name is Kelsey, and I'm a 2L in law school. Uh, I have a degree in international studies and a minor in European studies. I am mostly interested in more civil work and transactional work and even possibly owning my own firm. Or
1: Did you always know you wanted to be a lawyer?
2: Yes and no. Okay. So when I was little, you know, you come up with a mm-hmm. ton of things you want to be. And one of them, I used to watch this TV show, and there was an attorney in there, and I thought, oh, that's what I want to do. But... Eventually, I got to college, and I said, no, 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 I don't want to do that. I wanted to do anything but that. But I couldn't decide, I guess. And I don't know. I took some um, classes and involved law and different things like that. And in the end, I just kind of decided, okay, I'm going to go. But I didn't actually know I was going to go until I got accepted. That was the moment where I was like, okay, I'm doing this. I can do it. (laughs) <laughs> right.
1: So, like, you were studying for the LSAT and you're like, okay, I'm thinking about it. But once you officially got accepted, that was the moment. You're like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be a lawyer.
2: Right. Because I I think I was a little bit scared of failure. So, it's like, well, what if I say, I tell everyone, this is what I'm going to do and this is what I set my heart to. And then, you know, I don't do, mm-hmm. I don't get in and I don't do that well and things like that. So, yeah, getting that letter of acceptance definitely made me feel like, okay, this is real. This is going to happen. I'm going to do it.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of people can. Uh, validate that feeling and not wanting to talk about it before you really know because putting yourself out there and being scared of failure is just so natural.
0: So I'm glad you said that. So why did you choose the current law school that you're at right now?
2: Um, Whenever I went on a tour or open house, I think is what it's Mm -hmm. called. Yeah. So I went on an open house and I just felt really welcomed. I mean, they did a really great job of uh, like talking to us. And one thing in particular was I remember the dean uh, sitting down and talking with us about how to make personal statements. And that was a huge deal. It's like Mm -hmm. I went on one other tour and I didn't get that type
0: of really connection. And so that was a big thing that made me choose my school. So we have a heavy topic that we're going to be talking about today. Right. So can you just share a little bit about your story and like why we're here today talking about this? And um, just kind of give um, the listeners a little bit of background on what's going on.
2: Okay. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, it is a heavy topic and... I am not an expert in anything. I'm just someone who's went through it and I'm not here to tell people what to do. It's just, I think that if I would have maybe had a podcast or something to listen to at the beginning of this journey, that could have been helpful for me. And so kind of my backstory is uh, about six months ago, my mom passed away of cancer and it was a pretty big shock. She didn't have cancer for that long. In fact, she only had cancer for about a year, a year ago we got the diagnosis and it was right before lockdown happened. And I mean, in a weird way, like lockdown, as much as I don't like that we had to go on Zoom and everything, it worked really well. It mm-hmm. allowed me to go home and spend that time that I needed to with my family. Yeah. And, you know, even I was able to go with my mom to like her chemo appointments. And I was able to do class from uh, like inside the rooms. And, you know, I, I stayed in law school and I just kind of wanted to Share my story. You know, it's it's a very. It's, people think it's a very private thing that happens, and it is. A grief is very private and everything, but like like what happened to me is a very public thing. I feel like it's maybe one of the most public things that could have happened, and you know, you become like the, you have your identifier as mm-hmm. the girl whose mom died. Your
1: identity is
2: right. wrapped up in that. Yeah, and I mean it won't always be, but of for course. a while it is. Yeah, and um, yeah, so. And that's,
1: I mean, I don't want to put words in your wrong, but that can be a hard thing.
2: Right. Yeah. I, I mean, it is hard because, you know, when I came back to school, yeah. I kind of, I had to prepare myself a little bit for how people were going to react. And everyone reacts differently because people don't know how to react. So, I mean, I found people that, and most people were very, very helpful and everything. I didn't have really any complaints about how people acted towards me. But it is hard because you're going to like there are people that are going to, you know, want to avoid talking to you about it or just avoid you in general. There are the people that are going to, you know, be overly helpful. Mm -hmm. And you have the people that act the way that maybe works the best for you. And then, of course, there's also the people that, you know, come up to you after class and you know, say, hey, like, I'm really sorry what happened. And I don't have any issues with that. And that was totally fine. But when I come into
0: a room, I definitely feel that there is... Do you almost feel like all eyes are on you when you walk into a room? Like, was that the feeling? Yeah, in the beginning.
2: Now, not so much. Mm -hmm. Um, And especially now that I'm in classes without, like, solely just the people in my section and things Mm -hmm. like that. You know, not everyone knows that. But it is hard because... In my mind, I think that, well, if I have a mutual friend with that person, eventually that's something they're going to tell that person. And it is true. I mean, that's happened to me and like, not even just with law school, but just in life in general. I know that if I meet someone, most likely at some point, whether it's before I arrive or after I leave, they're going to know that. So how would you say
1: grief in this process affected you in law school?
2: As far as doing work and like being able to balance grieving and doing homework and things like that, I mean... Yeah, it's not great. There are definitely times where I don't feel that I can, you know, really focus on my homework. And there are days where it feels extremely overwhelming and just like drowning in things to do, responsibilities. But, well, especially in the beginning. So, like I said, I'm about six months out and that's not a very long time. But I've seen a big shift in the way I handle things over the six months. Okay. So, in the beginning, definitely I had to kind of rely on like asking classmates and friends, hey, you know, I just can't do this right now. Can you send me notes for class? Or And I didn't, at the beginning, I did skip about a week of school. Mm-hmm. And so coming back from that was a bit like, it was hard. Yeah. But um, I was lucky enough that we're still doing recordings of classes. Mm-hmm. So most of my professors were pretty accommodating on sending me video recordings and things like that. And so a lot of it in the beginning was just trying to catch up. It's like, oh gosh, okay. Today I need to watch three videos and I need to do this, this, and this. But the thing that's really important is to be able to find the time to take these breaks. Because when I'm really just kind of going through a moment where I need to grieve, I just need to stop. And that's been the hardest part is learning when to take those breaks. And, you know, as I've went along obviously we're in a new semester i have i, I don't really feel behind i guess right now yeah. but um you know i realize that there are times where i need to find a moment of motivation and whether that's 1 hour or half a day or a full day i need to i take that motivation time and i just work it's like you got to work because in a couple hours you might not be able to do well i mean not not be able to do the work but it might be something that just I can't do then. Yeah, and that happened recently with another day. I felt just I needed a mental break, so I got up in the morning. I worked really hard for three, four hours, and then after that, I said, "Okay, you know what? Just take the day off."
0: Yeah, and I think either way, breaks are so important for any student, really, because I I can't even imagine you know grieving and going through that while also dealing with law school like. It's already so hard, you know, so I definitely think that that's great advice. And I think sometimes people need to hear like, it's okay to take a break if you need to, you know. Right. I think that is the biggest thing is recognizing when do I need breaks? That's
2: been the thing that's been the best for me. And also one thing with school is that when I go to school, I mean, I guess I could be that person that, you know, breaks down in class or something, but I don't want to be. And I I don't think there's a problem with showing emotion in front of people. That's not an issue. But, you know, when I'm at school, it's I have a lot going on. Like, it's just when I'm at school, Mm -hmm. I'm really busy. Yeah. And I want to focus on school. Yeah. And when I get home, I have my homework to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm... I'm pretty good now about recognizing when I have those motivation times and being able to do my work. I feel that I do well with recognizing when I need to take breaks. Sometimes, not always. There definitely is times where I don't. But one thing that really helped me was finding a space where I could be vulnerable and finding a space where I in the time where I was able to just think about things. And for me, that was my commute in my car. Okay. That was on my drive to school or on my drive home. It didn't, it just kind of depended on the day. That was the time where I could put on any type of music I wanted and just think. Like I didn't have to focus on law school, mm-hmm. didn't have to focus on anything else, but just my feelings. Yeah. And that was really important to me. And I still do that. But in the beginning, it really, really helped me.
1: So that was kind of your grieving time that you allowed yourself to grieve while maybe you're alone.
2: Right. I mean, I definitely still reached out to people and I grieved with people and everything like that, but But that was your time. Right. Mm -hmm. Having that time. And I mean, I don't know why it was in my car, but yeah, Yeah. whatever works for you. Yeah.
1: You know, hearing your story, I immediately think that law school helped you kind of take your mind off of it in a sense. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but in the sense it gave you something to do. While you were where you could have just been sitting all day and thinking, like you're describing, right, Um, in the car. But there's also this line that us as law students have to battle between of putting it too much away, right, not grieving at all. And I think some students and people out there might be in a situation where they need to have that time in the commute because if they don't they won't make that time for themselves right like you were talking about grieving with other people and i want you to talk a little bit more about that but what do you say to the person who is just bottling it all up and is just having a really hard time maybe accepting the fact that something's happened or you know maybe how you felt maybe towards the beginning of this situation
2: um, okay, so that's a law in one question, right. so I'm going to kind of break it down. So I guess at the beginning, yes and no to law school being something that kind of kept my mind on things and quote-unquote saved me. Yeah. Um, so I do think it was good for me to have something to do. Yeah. Definitely. But in some sense, it wasn't great. Yeah. And now it's another thing I have to stress about, and especially because I missed time in school, okay. now yeah. I'm behind. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning... And for me personally, I I didn't want to take a break from school, but I think it's totally okay for people that do. And I definitely thought about it, and I had people that came and discussed with me at the beginning about what it would be like if I did, and things like that. But for me, I didn't know what I was going to do if I didn't. Yeah. So yeah. So in some sense, I really appreciated that school made me busy, and it made me see people. It yeah. made me spend time with my friends. Very true. Uh, it wasn't just I was home alone. But at the same time, there are days where I wish I could be home alone and
0: have those days to just sit and cry and feel all the feels. Yes. And I guess it gets to a difficult point where school's really stressful. You have things to do school and all you want to do probably sometimes is like not do school. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. That is a big thing. It's, you know, it's great that I have something to do, but at the same time, I have deadlines. And that's not great. I don't yeah, I don't want to be busy all the time. Of I want to take time off, and it's really hard. and I think to answer your second part of that question with you know feeling like you don't have the time at all to yeah. take to grieve. Well, I, I guess I mean, that really depends on the person, yeah mm-hmm. um, And I mean, yeah, grief is different for everyone, so I don't really know how to give a big answer to that, but I guess for myself. There are definitely times when I don't take that time, and I should. Yeah, And I think for me, one thing I found was stopping at a certain point in the night. I personally never have really studied past 9 or 10. and But there are days when I'm really busy that it's like, you know what, I have to. Of course. And I think through this process, me recognizing that stopping at 9 and being able to go and just have me time, even if I don't fall asleep for several hours – It's time. That's the time where I can really devote to thinking, and and it doesn't interfere with being able to do the the things I have to do because it's. I I guess you could think it's taken away from something else. So that might be taken away from the time where I would, you know, Facetime someone or watch TV. Mm -hmm. So in a sense, I do feel like I'm still losing something I would normally have to be able to grieve, but. I guess it just kind of depends because sometimes my grieving would be calling someone and FaceTiming and just talking about anything but what I'm feeling. And sometimes it is calling and talking about why I'm sad today.
1: Yeah. You just kind of have to go with how you feel. So you talked about being self-aware of how you're feeling. And I think going back to my previous question about what do you do when you just aren't taking the time and you're bottling it all up? How did you become self-aware? You know, I think that that's something that we try to preach and mental health. And, you know, as a young person, I think it's hard to be self-aware of your feelings. So any tips you can give on that?
2: Well, I guess I should say that I haven't always been like that. <laughs> of course, right? I, at the beginning, and I think the beginning is really rough. Okay. In the beginning, I mean, I don't know. I went, I didn't know what to feel. Of course. You know, in the very beginning, I was in a, what I would call get stuff done mode. It's just, that's all I wanted to think about is I have to do this, 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 and this. And I didn't really take the time to grieve. Yeah. And it wasn't, and I honestly, like, I didn't really even enjoy when people would ask me, you know, how are you doing? Like, I just want to check in on you. And it was well, like, I have stuff to do. I don't want to take the time to sit and talk with you about how I feel. Yeah. And I think that's also something that you just kind of have to figure out what, like just try different things. The days that I didn't want to talk to someone, but I still had these feelings in my head, I'd write things down. Mm. Um, Another thing that maybe sounds a little bit silly saying it out loud, but for me, um, I would pretend to give myself advice. Love it. Or, and I guess in my head, maybe I was giving other people advice, but it would just be me Thinking in my head, like imagining that someone comes to me and asks me all these questions that I am asking myself. And what would I say to that person? And that was really nice. You know, I could do that while I was getting ready, doing my makeup. And it's like a pep
1: talk kind of, but in a different situation. Yeah. And,
2: you know, another thing that I thought about was I realized that my mom was my biggest cheerleader Mm -hmm. before I had exams or on the first day of school, you know, she would text me and say, Hey, you know, hope you have a great day of school or good luck on your exams. And so I haven't done this yet, but it's definitely in the back of my mind. Uh, I, I want to take sticky notes and like, write good luck on your exam, like the night before and put it on my mirror. So when I get up in the morning, it's, you know, it's there. And so I guess it's just, Time kind of made me have to think about things more, and especially that, you know, holidays came around. Mm -hmm. So Thanksgiving, she wasn't there. Christmas, wasn't there. New Year's, New Year's was a big time for us. We always went on uh, vacations. Mm -hmm. And so all these little things kept happening, and you kind of can't avoid it at some point. Yeah. And that's just kind of when I started thinking, okay, well, what do I need to do? Like, how do I make myself feel better Mm -hmm. or Attempt to feel better. It, it, I don't know. It's too soon for me to say that I've, you know, figured out how to make myself get better. Like, that's definitely not true. But I feel that I figured out ways to at least make me
0: more comfortable in what's happening. I just think that it obviously shows that, like how strong you are just yeah. to be able to have that self-awareness. Because mm-hmm. so many of us, it, it takes work. And a lot of people can't do it. So the fact that you can just be like, I know what I need to do for myself and do it and give yourself those pep talks. Like, I wish that I had the self-awareness to give myself those pep talks. Like, I've never thought of doing that to myself, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's just a tip that can go so far for anybody in any kind of situation. That is such a great tip. Yeah,
2: and it's just one of those things that, you know, I think a lot of these tips – they just come to you when you need, you find out that what you thought was working is not working. And for me, that was it. You know, I tried talking with people. I did. And I still do. I still have my set few of people that I can reach out to and everything like that. But there were just some days where I got to a point that I just didn't feel like I could really talk to them anymore. And it wasn't anyone's fault. It was just that I felt that I didn't have the words anymore to say to someone and In that sense, I just kind of figured out that or I thought about, like, I need to think of something else, whether it works or not. Mm -hmm. And that's when, you know, and there's lots of things I've tried that haven't worked for me. And, you know, I've they definitely could work for someone else. But it's just all about figuring out ways to try. I guess try is just the key word.
1: Doing something's better than doing nothing.
2: Well, sometimes you need to do nothing. Of course. Yeah, sometimes that. Nothing is the best thing. Yeah,
0: sometimes the nothing is the something, you yeah, know? Yeah,
1: but it is something, right? Like it's the chicken or the egg kind of thing. But I think some people don't address that they feel the grief. And I definitely think that, you know, maybe um, that's just a part of the process.
2: It is. I was that person at the beginning. I, well, Okay. Yes and no. Okay. I think that it's kind of a hard thing to say that someone doesn't address grief because Mm -hmm. you address grief whether or not you are proactive about addressing it or it's just there. Like grief, it it just, it's there. Like it just, the thing happens and it's there. It's there. And so I guess whether or not you feel that you do something about it right then, it's it's going to be there whether you try or whether you don't try. And I totally agree. I think it's, you can put it off.
1: Maybe that's the, maybe that's what I'm trying to say oh, okay. is like you walk away from it or you don't want to address it at that point, right? Right. So yeah. in the
2: beginning, I it was very much like that. For me, I felt that by maybe not taking the time to really feel my emotions and just kind of in that stage of numb and doing things that that's what worked best for me. Mm-hmm. I just thought, okay, you know what? Like I am not a crier. Like I I'm just not a crier. So, and I just don't want to talk to a lot of people about it and that's me handling it. And yeah, I do think that that is a way to handle it. And if that works for someone that works for someone. Um, And so I think the best thing to do is just kind of think, About whether or not what you're doing or not doing is working. And if it's working, then I don't know, I don't really see that there needs to be too much of a change. But if it's not working, then try something else. Or, you know, don't try something else. It's, it's hard to say what to do unless you're that person. And I think it's really easy for other people to have ideas of what you can do. Yeah. And and even yourself coming up with ideas of what you should do. But then when it happens, you don't know what you're going to do.
0: And yeah. it just kind of you find out as you go. Exactly. And so many people react to grief differently.
2: Right. Exactly. After this happened, I had two midterms and the MPRE within a month yeah. of this. And so in some sense, yeah, I did have to feel that, okay, you know what? Like you need to study for this stuff. Yeah you can feel all the emotions after that. And then finals came and it's, you know, you can feel all the emotions after finals and then holidays are coming and like, Oh no, do I want to feel those emotions on a holiday? And I think that there's no right or wrong way of recognizing when feeling or not feeling emotions needs to take place. And that's just up to someone. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I guess for me, I've kind of, started to figure out maybe at least what i should try to do and we'll see if this stuff works i don't know i could just be
0: making stuff up <laughs> and i could be wrong i could feel i'm self-aware and i'm not <laughs> well i i definitely feel like from what you've told us just the whole pep talk thing i can't get over it because yeah. i i really want to start implementing that in my life now because i i feel like it can be so hard when it feels like you don't have anyone there to cheer you on right? Yes. Right. And I mean, I don't live near my family. They're within driving
2: distance, but not a close driving distance. And so for me, you know, I have to kind of rely on friends. And sometimes I don't want to. Yeah, I, it's like you know, people are busy. And I'm sure that most people, and there's definitely always going to be the people that you find that don't want to help you. But most people want to. And, but there were just times where I just personally feel like uh, I don't want to bother people. And so, yeah, like that's where I found that me talking in my head about the advice that I would imagine someone would give me
0: came in. We'll be right back. Hey guys, we want to take a moment to talk about something that has been a game changer for us busy lawyers Audible.
1: Yes. Audible has been our go-to platform for incredible audiobooks, offering an extensive library of thrillers, nonfiction, autobiographies, and mysteries.
0: And guess what? We've got a special treat for you. Audible is offering a free trial to our listeners, and all you need to do is check the link in the show notes. It's the perfect opportunity to experience the magic of audiobooks without spending a dime.
1: Speaking of thrillers, I know you are currently hooked on Never Lie by Frida McFadden. Samantha, can you tell us a little bit about it?
0: Absolutely. The twists and turns in Never Lie have kept me on the edge of my seat during the workday and even when I'm on my daily walks. It's like having a suspenseful companion wherever I go.
1: And for those looking for some financial wisdom, I have been engrossed in My Money, My Way by Kamuku Love. It's packed with practical advice on managing finances, perfect for anyone trying to navigate the complexities of money management.
0: What we love most is the flexibility Audible offers. As lawyers, our schedules can be unpredictable, but with Audible, we can enjoy our favorite books on the go whether we're stuck in traffic, hitting the gym, or waiting for a court hearing.
1: So, if you're ready to embark on a literary journey and discover the joys of audiobooks, click the link in the show notes to start your free trial with Audible. Trust us, you won't want to miss out on this fantastic offer. Yes, and so many people don't talk about their feelings because... They feel like they're basically burdening, especially your friends. Like, I think uh, I try to talk my craziness to my sister Mm -hmm. or someone who I, in my mind, think like, oh, you can never leave me. You're stuck with me forever. Right. And so I get it with the friend thing. Like you sometimes you just have used all that up and maybe the friend would be like, no, never. You've never Mm -hmm. used it up. But in your mind, you just need something different. So I love the tips that you give also the, in the car community and just the talking to yourself. And I think after listening, I, I feel like grief is a journey. I feel like you have gone down that journey now, six months, and you've seen all these different stages where you were the person who put it away and worked their butt off. And then you were the person who, when it came to the holidays, like, Oh I think a lot of people at holidays feel like, should I have this grief? What, mm-hmm. what do I do with these feelings? They miss their family, they miss their loved ones, right? And then now you're in the semester, and so I want to know what you think about this semester. You're starting in a fresh sense, right? And you're going on, and you've implemented these different things. You know, what do you think? What is? What do you think the journey looks like forward for you? And what, what's your advice to yourself?
2: Well. I guess the one thing that I should start with is the part I haven't figured out yet. Okay. So I think the hardest part now is that because it's been six months and it will keep getting longer and longer, Mm -hmm. is that I don't feel like I can use this as an excuse for anything anymore. Like the days that I, like now especially that it's been this time, I feel that I'm further in the sadness stage. Mm -hmm. At the beginning, you know, it's just very much... Just all the emotions, all the time. And now it's I start to feel more sad. So I have these days when I wake up, and I mean, yeah, I don't want to do my homework. I don't want to go to class. But I feel that maybe people will see it as an excuse. And I know that I've talked to other people um, with similar journeys, and this is the one thing that I know that some other people also dealt with. And I don't have any type of answer, but it's just something that is hard, That's the thing that I want to work on. It's figuring out how to not feel like that. But overall, with the semester so far, I think this semester is more, I guess, in your guys' words, self-awareness type of semester. Mm -hmm. So it's a semester where I'm realizing more when I feel that these emotions are going to come on. Like last semester in the beginning, I felt that I worked, worked, worked until I hit that point where it's like, oh, no, like the emotions are here. Now I have to stop. And yeah. I think this semester is more me trying to recognize before I get to that point and think about, okay, you know, you are going to be stressed if you take all this time off. So how can you change your schedule to make me Um, work more during these periods of time so I can have this time off without feeling stressed and feeling like I'm getting behind
1: I love that too how you're just like going into that uh mode of like okay how can how can we do this how can you you know it's like how do I tell myself I can do this like it's so true we have to do that yeah well
2: even as I was making notes for this I found that I kept writing it in um like you know you should do this, you should do that. And it's not that I was trying to give people advice on yeah. like saying the listeners need to do this stuff, but it's that I was finding that I was writing the letter to myself, yeah. reminding myself like, yeah, you, like, you're like you doing these things and you're doing these things and these things worked and these things didn't. And so sometimes I do find that I say things and like we or you, and it's, I really mean myself. It's just <laughs> myself talking to myself.
1: I love that though. I mean, it's something that... Uh goes with that self-awareness and it allows us all to just recognize that maybe talking to ourselves can be really helpful yeah. even though even at the beginning how you said this might sound a little crazy but like mm-hmm. you know i'm gonna validate you and say no <laughs> and you. we're gonna go with that so I, I i love the tips and i'm really glad that you were opening up and open to, open to sharing your story with us we really appreciate it
2: yeah, well, I mean, thank you for letting me share. Like I said earlier, sometimes it's hard to feel that it's really my story because it is something that's so public and it's something that people share without really my input. And especially with it being, there's been social media and things like that. It's hard to really feel like things are in my own words when, and even if it is in my own words, but people are just sharing it and paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, it's a hard topic to talk about and there are times where you know I don't want to talk about it but in the same sense I think this was good for me to be able to share my story and whether or not people I'm not coming on here to like give people advice and tell them this is the best way to do things and be like me no that's definitely not it I just yeah I like sharing how I have felt things and it was nice to hear from you guys because, I mean, I'm not, we haven't really had many conversations together Mm -hmm. before. And so hearing you guys kind of say, Oh, like I like that idea. It's Mm -hmm. not, you know, it's not weird that it was nice for me to hear that. Right. And I think it's just a process
1: and just going through all of this, it's, it can be uh, quite interesting and you learn different things about yourself.
2: Definitely. And I mean, you know some of this uh, recording you might hear like a smile on our faces and stuff yeah. but it's and it, it, it's not something to smile about but at the same time I mean I guess finding ways that I can still smile thinking about you know what yeah you're right like I did do something that was helpful for myself and like mm. I can smile thinking about
0: that Um, you know it it's finding the small things right yeah I think that For listeners who come to this episode for, you know, specific reasons, because they need to listen, like, you have kind of, to me, if I I was in that situation, it's almost like you've shown this little light at the end of the tunnel. Agreed. Literally. I mean, hope so. And I know, I I (laughs) know, like, I was getting chills when you were talking, Mm -hmm. and I- just genuinely feel like people need to hear that it's, like you said, okay to take breaks. It's okay to take the time to be self-aware. You don't have to bottle it up. You may feel like you need to, right, at the beginning. But I think you being vulnerable and just sharing, like, you're going to make so much more impact than you think you are going to, seriously.
2: Well, I hope so. I hope that, um, you know,
0: I didn't make your show too sad. No, not at all. No, and, you know, we always like to talk about the real things in exactly. law school and this is real death happens in law school it doesn't happen it doesn't stop for life anybody doesn't,
1: yeah, life isn't put on hold just because you're in law school
2: grief in law school is a very specific topic mm-hmm. there's grief in life and that's great for me to talk to people about that you know that have been similar stories with me but finding people to talk to about specifically with law school it's not as easy but seeking out people I found people that have similar stories for me and i I wouldn't have thought about that without actively thinking about wanting to find people with similar stories.
1: Yeah. I think there is going to be a few gals and guys out there that are really going to appreciate this. So thank you so much, Kelsey, for thank you. opening up and being vulnerable and chatting with us. This is really fun.
2: Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. Yep. Thank you.
1: Tragedy and grief in law school can be such a heavy topic to discuss, but we really appreciate this listener reaching out to us and talking about this heavy topic with us because, like we said, life doesn't stop in law school and we need to realize that it's going to be like that in the practice of law as well. And these are some really great tips to help you navigate any tragedy or heartache or grief that you might experience while you're in this process.
0: Um obviously if you guys ever need anyone to talk to about anything, you can always reach out to us. We try to answer every DM in due time. We get a lot these days, but we'll get to you um when we can and uh you can DM us at Ladies Who Law School podcast on Instagram. Um also we have a Facebook community with like almost 900 law students. Um, all over the country, pre-law students, attorneys as well. And they've been a great support group for a lot of people. Um, So if you ever need anyone to talk to that's not us, that's a great place to go to too.
1: All right, guys. Well, we hope that you enjoyed this episode and we will talk to you again soon. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye.